Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So today's episode 158 of the Jimmy'sTable.com podcast, and I'm going to talk about playing hockey again at 40 and a lesson in risk management. I know those don't seem like two things that probably sound like they go together. What in the world does hockey have to do with risk management? And uh, I think plenty, but let me get into more of what I want to talk about first before I get into the details of that. So let me ask you a question. Is there something you really, really want to do, but find yourself not doing it? And as much as you'd like to do it, you ultimately don't follow through with the desires of your heart because of a sense of perceived limitations that keep you from enjoying that very thing. And if you're being honest with yourself, are those limitations true limitations? Or they simply risk that you're not willing to take, masking themselves as a limitation. Recently, I found myself asking these type of questions. Let me tell a quick story. I used to play ice hockey as a teenager and did so through high school. It was something that I was very passionate about, and I highly enjoyed the game. But when I became an adult and went to college... And then I started my career, all these competing interests and all the things going on in my life, as well as cash flow limitations, um, simply limited my free time and made playing hockey just really a practical impossibility in my life. I simply had too much going on, and I simply didn't have enough room in my life to play hockey anymore. And occasionally, I would find myself, though, wanting to impress a woman. And uh, so I would, you know, often on a second or third date, take a woman ice skating to show her, like, hey, look at this hockey player who knows how to put on a pair of skates and maneuver around the rink and to stop really hard and to spray snow and all that sort of fun stuff. All the, all the impressive things that hockey players do trying to impress chicks, like skating backwards and crossovers and going fast and stopping hard and not falling. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I would do those sort of things uh, when, when occasion would permit it, when time would permit it. But I had to admit to myself that playing competitive ice hockey in an adult rec league, or beer league as they like to call it, simply wasn't a viable option at that time in my life. I was, I was working 50 to 60 hours a week, I was involved in church, trying to date, and I simply didn't have enough free time to commit to playing in a league. My excuses for not playing hockey throughout my 20s were pretty much legitimate. I just didn't have the time. A rink wasn't where I was living at the time. A rink wasn't nearby. It was out of the way. Um, and my schedule and pace of life simply didn't allow for it. And I was frankly committed to so many other things that were I considered more valuable in my life at the time than playing hockey. 
Um, and since playing hockey wasn't high on the priority list, I just was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to play hockey. But I got older. And eventually I got to the place where my personal and professional life stabilized. I finally had a lot more free time and I had some extra cash flow. And I started dreaming about the idea of playing hockey again in my 30s. But this time, instead of having legitimate excuses about the limitations that I had in my life, I started looking at the risk associated with playing hockey all over again. I started thinking about the fact that, well, I was in my 30s and was frankly out of shape because I've been dedicating all my free time to the company store. (laughs) And uh, when you're chained to a cubicle all the time and you're working all the time and you're not eating particularly well, you... You get a little, you get a little plump in the uh, midsection, um, and so I was sitting there thinking, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't play hockey anymore, because I, I knew that most professional hockey players stop playing the game in their thirties because their bodies start just physically getting to the point where they can no longer continue to play at a professional level, and and these are guys who. You know, I reasoned, are the professional athletes, they have groups of trainers and coaches and doctors, and they have a lot of money, and man, if if these professional athletes in their 30s are getting to the place where they hang up the skates and feel like they can no longer play, then how is it that I, a middle-aged man in his 30s, who's out of shape and doesn't have access to the doctors and the the medical team and the coaches and the trainers and and all that sort of stuff. How is it that I, in my 30s, could manage to play hockey again and, you know, not expect to get injured? (laughs) And what if that injury, if I did get injured, was something more than a simple ice pack and some aspirin um, could alleviate? What happens if I got seriously injured? And what if that impacted my ability to work? How would I provide? How, how would that impact my marriage? How would that impact my ability to pay the mortgage? How would that impact my ability to do all sorts of things? Seems pretty reasonable conjectures, right? So for years I reasoned like this, and they sounded like reasonable excuses as to why I should not play hockey again. And then to compound matters further and to almost kind of cement and a final nail in the coffin that just solidified it in my mind why I would never play hockey again is because a couple of years ago, I ended up breaking my leg playing volleyball uh, in the church parking lot with a bunch of teenagers. Well, if that doesn't tell you to, you know, stop... <laughs> I don't know what is, and I, I broke my leg pretty severely, and severely enough that it gave me a blood clot in my lungs, and I spent a couple days in the hospital, and, you know, it's kind of like, whoa, you know, maybe you shouldn't try to show a bunch of teenagers that you're not 16 anymore, <laughs> like, and I, and I found myself uttering this phrase, I found myself uttering this phrase, and it's one that still is sticking in the back of my mind because I've uttered it so much. I simply reason, well, hockey, it's a young man's game. And I tell myself this over and over. And even though I'm not old, you know, relatively speaking, though, I'm 
more than twice the age the last time I played ice hockey. The last time I played organized ice hockey in a league was uh, high school ice hockey when I was 17 going on 18 years old. But now I'm 40. And then something happened. I moved recently to a new home less than a mile from the hockey rink that I used to play at in high school. It's just literally around the corner for me. Man, living so close to the rink that I used to play hockey at and, and knowing how much I truly enjoyed skating and playing the game and what a joy and delight it was to me as a young man and just this lingering memory that just, you know, just really sits in there in my heart and in my head. You know, I, I, I've talked about before with friends and, and such about how, like, you know, I can close my eyes and I can instantly put myself back to when I was 16, 17 years old and I can see through my face mask and I can feel the, the coolness of the, the rink uh, and the breeze coming past my face as I, you know, skated up and down and, and played hockey and, and just all the, the, the enjoyment of the fast-paced nature of the game, the physicality of the game, the, the gracefulness of the game. You know, there's just something about it that was like, man, that's a memory that's lodged in there and that would never go away. And I've always just told people, you know, it's a young man's game. I can't play anymore. But, you know, as long as I can close my eyes and take me back to that happy place and that nostalgia from, from high school, you know, that's enough memory to last the rest of my life. And th therefore, I, will, I don't need to play again because it's still in the memory. But... Life has happened. Life has happened and I've moved. And I'm less than a mile from the rink I used to play at. And man, that just, that just made me itch all over on the inside. And I started dreaming of playing again. But sitting there thinking about the risk, I simply was like, no, I can't play hockey again. What, who am I kidding? But I still had this itch inside of me, and I thought, you know, I'll scratch this itch by grabbing my old hockey skates that I've still kept with me all these years and meeting up with a friend and go going ice skating one evening, um, you know, skating with a friend that I used to play hockey with at that. Uh, and, and I thought, that will be enough to scratch the itch. I'll get it out of my system, and life will go on. And it'll have been a nice little nostalgia trip. Um, and I did. I, I went out with uh, my buddy Josh. And uh, we went skating up and down the ice. You know, not so well. Uh, when you haven't skated in over 10 years, you get a little rusty on, on your edge work and your balance. And i got to admit, my center of gravity isn't in the same place that it was when I was 17 years old. Um, but, you know, Josh and I, we had a great time skating. And I got to admit, it was glorious. It was wonderful. Um, you know, my skating might have not been what it was once upon a time, not anywhere close to it. You know, I don't think I ever even got close to 50% speed um, of, of what I used to skate at, you know, in high school. And I didn't do any sort of super dynamic stuff. I did a little spinorama. I did a little stopping, but nothing too aggressive. I just got out there and took some gentle laps around the rink and did some light crossovers, a little spinorama, 
a little stopping and uh, just had some fun. But in the process, the feeling of the cool air blowing across my face as I moved swiftly-ish down the ice lit a fire deeper in me. And for the next couple of days, all I could do was dream about playing hockey again. And got me to taking my old high school gear out, which I've still been lugging around with me all these years. This is like kind of a trophy and memento to my youth. <laughs> and uh, I started looking at it, and I, I noticed some of the straps, you know, aren't in good condition anymore. Some of them are dry rotted. And frankly, some of the stuff kind of just, well, stinks beyond. <laughs> it stinks terrible. It's, you know, I, I played in it last 22 years ago, 21 years ago or whatever, and, uh, it was sweaty, and I took it off, and I aired it out briefly, and then I stuck it in a bag, and it's been in that bag growing the next strain of uh, pandemic-type uh, outbreak, zombie apocalypse sort of stuff. Uh, but I, anyway, I took out the old gear, put it on, found out I was actually able to squeeze into some of it all over again, uh, which was a nice surprise because I, I was much bigger once upon a time. And even though I'm still a big guy... Um, you know, the last time I put on the pads, I definitely didn't fit in them. Um, but this time, even though, you know, I uh, have gained some pounds and stuff, there's still some room in some of the pads for me to be able to wear again. And some of them were in good enough condition that I was like, hey, I could play with these. And so uh, I, you know, messed around, but some of it was clearly too old and no good. And I, I was like, okay, like I can't play with all my gear anymore. Um, but, you know... I bet I could find some deals online for some used stuff. Um, and before I knew it, I found myself researching the latest and greatest equipment, trying to see what all the cool kids are wearing these days and see how uh, goalie pads have changed and how they've evolved and, and how skates are different and how leg pads are different and all this sort of stuff. And before I know it, I found myself researching all this stuff and finally the, the excitement level... It got to me. And all of a sudden, I found myself clicking the buy button on some used hockey gear that I found online. And all I could sit there and think is, what did I just do? <laughs> Don't I know about all the bad things that could possibly happen to me if I play hockey again? I mean, I just turned 40 years old. And while I've recently lost some weight, I'm, I'm still a big guy. And my skills are, no doubt, still very rusty. There's no way I'm anywhere close to being able to play competitively again. But then it dawned on me in all this, you know? And sitting there thinking about how I couldn't play hockey in my 20s because of simply time management issues and not having the time for it, it'd be kind of it being kind of a low priority on my list to, you know, getting in the place in my life that I was in my 30s that I, I started realizing that the reasons I was telling myself I couldn't play hockey anymore were simply excuses. And I've realized in, in all this wrestling about whether to play hockey again or not, and it's taken me 10 years to work through this, so... But I realized that these were self-imposed limitations I was placing on myself. 
and that what I could do instead of saying, you know, agreeing with these self-imposed limitations and saying, oh, I can never play hockey again, I've come to the realization that these aren't actual limitations that I have for not playing hockey again, but that what I really need to be engaged here is simply risk management. That indeed, I can play hockey again. I am able-bodied, and in spite of being 40 years old and having a couple pounds on me and having broke a leg a couple years ago, (laughs) you know, I'm in decent health today. I don't have any physical reasons why I can't play and I have the time and I have the resources and even though there is still a very real chance that I'm aware of that I could get injured playing hockey, that's, that's a legitimate thing to be concerned about. It is a physically violent sport. It's a physically demanding sport um, and you know, I, I realize I'm not 17 years old anymore. But that's, at the end of the day, something that you can manage. That's a risk that you can identify. That's a risk that you can take reasonable actions and steps to, to mitigate in your life. And you can do things in order to get around those otherwise self-imposed limitations that are telling you you can't. Like I, for example, have identified the fact and owned up to the fact that I'm 40 years old and I'm not a spring chicken anymore, that I have a few extra pounds on me, that I'm stiff, that I'm a little bit on the out-of-shape side, um, and uh, that, you know, I'm going to have to be on the careful side when I play. But there's things I can do to mitigate the risk associated with with playing hockey, like I can get new pads. I can make sure that I'm fully equipped with with the best pads that I can afford um, and to to make sure I find properly fitting stuff so that I can ensure that I'm as fully protected as possible. I can start doing things like stretching every day and running every day and exercising every day. And I can start watching my diet a little bit more and you know, I can get myself into better shape. That I can do things like go to the hockey rink and um, practice skating again and improve my skills and get myself back into skating shape and having the skill, the, the physical skills necessary to, to actually skating at a, at a level competent enough to actually play hockey. Um, and you know, that's going to take a few rounds. It's not something I could just go out there and do. Again, I'm definitely very rusty. But I can work on my skating. And, you know, I, I played hockey goalie, so I can work on trying to do the things necessary to limber up and, uh, you know, get to the place where physically that I can go out there and, you know, do some like light acrobatic type moves so as to stop a puck from entering the net. Um, And that's going to take a little bit of work on my end. But I, you know, I know the physical stuff of that. I know what's necessary, what sort of exercises I need to do because I used to do them when I was younger. 
Um, and so I know the type of things I can do, but at the same time, I'm, I'm going to be realistic about it. Like, I can't, I know because of the physical limitations that exist on a 40-year-old man's body versus a 17-year-old, I know that I'm probably going to, when I play again, that I'm going to have to be a little less competitive uh, compared to um, when I played when I was 17. I'm probably not going to be able to take any cheap shots on players. Um, you know, like I used to do when I played hockey goalie as, as a kid, you know, if somebody were standing in my crease and blocking my vision of the puck, if it was an opposing player, I would take my paddle and whack him on the inside of the thigh, or I would even do a little stick raise right up the middle. Um, you know, that usually I found if you raised your stick right between their legs, that was usually a good way to get them to go away. Um, but I'm probably not going to be able to do that anymore because, one, you probably could legitimately hurt somebody now. Um, if I did that. And two, you know, there's the chance I might start a fight if I do that to a 40-year-old man. And three, my coach, who was also my dad, isn't going to be able to, you know, intervene in that. And the refs are probably just going to let it happen at this point. Uh, the refs aren't going to intervene and get themselves hurt uh, trying to stop two grown men from fighting. So, um, you know, I'm going to have to take reasonable... I'm going to have to make modifications to my game so that I can enjoy the game of my youth at 40 years old. But at the end of the day, I've started the process of getting ready to go play hockey again. And I've started signing up for things so that I can do that. I've signed up for an adult uh, entry-level men's hockey clinic um, so that, you know, once I get all my gear in, I'll be able to go and practice and work on my moves and, and get a little coaching and find out, you know, some of the ways the game has changed from when I was a kid and um, learn the new rules and learn the new styles and, and, and do all those sort of things. But at the end of the day, none of those things that I used to tell myself were realistic limitations to actually stop me from playing the game. I got to the point where I realized that I'm simply making excuses for myself, but I'm at the time and place in my life where I'm tired of making excuses for myself. And instead of looking at these things that are, you know, risk as excuses not to do things, I'm simply now choosing to look at them as Risk that can be managed. And there may indeed be a time where I will have to actually hang the skates up. I could legitimately get injured, and if I do legitimately get injured in a severe way, I may actually never play again. But I'm not counting on getting injured. And I'm not going to count on getting injured even though I know it's a chance because I'm going to do the things to prepare my body physically and mentally so that I can safely manage that risk and play the game that I loved at 40 years old. So I tell all this to simply put the question to you. What limitations are you placing in your life? And telling what lies are you telling yourself about the things you can't do that if you were actually honest with yourself, those things that you're telling yourself that you can't do are simply rather risk that you just need to learn to properly manage. 
And instead of simply finding those individual risks as an excuse not to do the thing you love and want to do, I would challenge you to sit there and think, how can I mitigate that risk? How can I manage that risk? What sort of things can I do to offset that risk? And whether that's for you starting a business, learning a new hobby, um, you know, taking a, a risk with a relationship, dating again, um, or whatever thing it is that you want to do, simply ask yourself, is this a true limitation? Is this a reason I can't do this? Has the doctor ruled me physically unfit to play hockey? Do I have a heart condition that would stop me? Do I have a physical ailment that would stop me from actually being able to skate and play the game? Or is this something I could actually manage? Something where I could acknowledge, yes, there are dangers, and yes, there is a possible wall that I could hit physically that I would keep me from playing the game. But ask yourself, be honest with yourself, is that really a true hard line thing that's going to stop you from being able to do it? Or is that something you could actually manage? Because I think if it's something you could actually manage, then you can plan for it. You can write down and brainstorm ideas of what you could do to, one, identify that risk, two, what you could do to work around it, and three, set goals around yourself so that you can do the thing that you ultimately want to do. So you can start taking the steps necessary in order to manage the risk, always acknowledging that, yes, there is a very real danger in what I'm going to do. If I'm going to start a business, there is a chance I could start a business and it could fail. If I'm going to pursue a relationship, there is a chance I could get rejected. You know, there is a chance if I decide to take a, a, a hike up the mountains that I could fall off a cliff. <laughs> you know, there's all these things that could happen. But I think too often we get a little too afraid and we start allowing that fear to lie to us about what we're doing. And we believe the lie. We believe the fear. But I believe if we step out in faith a little bit, we realize that yes, there may be realistic challenges, things that we can't ignore. So I'm not telling you just, you know, screw it all and just go have fun. Ha, ha, ha. No, if I, if, I, if I start playing hockey again and just say, screw it all, I'm just going to go have fun, then I'm going to be the guy that gets hurt and injured within, you know, a couple weeks. And I'm going to just be like, well, that was stupid. I should have listened to myself to begin with. But I believe, realistically, most of these things that you and I face, these challenges, these, these self-imposed limitations that if we're honest with ourselves... We're going to realize, yes, I could manage that. And if you aren't quite sure how you could manage those risks, whatever it is that you're facing, don't be afraid to, to find a friend, find a consultant, find a professional, somebody that you can talk to to say, hey, help me out here. I want to learn what I can do so that I can do the thing that I actually want to do. So that there aren't any limitations on my life that I have created that are simply self-imposed. 
So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy's Table.com, episode 158, playing hockey again at 40 and a lesson in risk management. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, tell me about your dreams. Tell me about what the thing is that you really want to do, but you find yourself just saying, just talking yourself out of, email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com, or if you go to jimmystable.com, you can find links to Facebook and Twitter where you can reach out to me there. And if you haven't had the opportunity yet, Go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe and you can find your favorite way to subscribe to this podcast. And if you haven't had the opportunity yet to leave your glowing five-star review about this podcast, I encourage you go to places like Apple and Spotify and leave your glowing five-star review. I promise you, there's no risk in doing it. It's, it's a simple thing. Don't, don't impose any limitations on yourself as to why you can't leave a glowing five-star review. <laughs> Everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless. Have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all. <laughs>